Hello fellow NASCAR fans and welcome to Actions Detrimental. I'm your host Bob Dare and I greatly appreciate you guys checking out my brand new NASCAR themed podcast. I'll be here each week to go over the past weekend's NASCAR events, whether it be the Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and the Truck Series, and I'll also be here to talk about anything that's going on in the sport, whether it be news, announcements, rumors, anything that's on my mind in the sport of NASCAR, I'm here to talk about. So just to give you guys and girls a little background and introduction of who I am, again, I'm Bob Dare. I'm from upstate New York currently live in the Asheville, North Carolina region. I'm 30 years old, and I've been a diehard NASCAR fan since I was eight. NASCAR has just always been there. No matter what's going on in my life, I've always had the NASCAR races to look forward to each weekend. So over the last 22 years, I guess you could say I've developed quite a few opinions on the sport, as I'm sure most of you have, uh, whether it be the drivers, the tracks, the officials, the TV commentators, the TV networks, the next-gen cars, the rules, safety, no matter what it is, I usually have a pretty hot take on it. Um, Those of you who do follow me on Twitter at BobDare18, I'm sure you've seen that over the years, and I've developed quite a big following, I guess you could say, so that's always cool to see that some people agree with me, and who knows, some of you might just follow me because you don't agree with me, but you just know that I'm going to keep it real, so... I figured, you know, a podcast is a pretty good place to come to vent about my opinions, so here we are. So those of you who have followed NASCAR for so long have probably heard the term actions detrimental to stock car racing. So what does that mean? I don't know. Does anyone really know? Uh, It just seems to be the label NASCAR puts on anything that they don't like. Um, I did a little research, and I found some examples of when NASCAR has given out that penalty, I guess you could say, or the label for a penalty. Um, In the rule book, it's Section 12, Rule 1, Actions Detrimental to Stock Car Racing. And here's some examples over the years of when that has been put into place. 2010, New Hampshire, playoff season opener. Clint Boyer scores the win, but does he pass post-race inspection? No. His car was too low, and NASCAR labeled it as actions detrimental to stock car racing. Also 2010, Kyle Busch flips off a NASCAR official while being penalized on pit road. 2011, again at Texas. I don't know if you guys heard about this one, but Kyle Busch and Ron Hornaday had a little incident in the truck series. Uh, Yeah, that was actions detrimental to stock car racing. Homestead 2011. Kurt Busch has a mechanical problem early in the race, goes to the garage, rips Jerry Punch, a new asshole, yells at all these different NASCAR reporters, flips them off, and yes, actions detrimental to stock car racing. 2013, Denny Hamlin, not a fan of the brand new Gen 6 car after its second race at Phoenix, and he gets a $25,000 fine labeled under actions detrimental to the stock car racing because he compares the Gen 6 car to the early stages of the Gen 5 car. NASCAR, not a fan of honesty. 2015, Daytona 500, Kurt Busch forced to sit out due to domestic abuse accusations filed from his ex-girlfriend. Not proof, accusations. But NASCAR still defines that as actions detrimental to stock car auto racing. Same thing as car being too low post-race, right? 2013, Richmond, Spingate, 
Clint Boyer spins on purpose. Uh, well, maybe it wasn't on purpose. His arm, we never really found out if his arm was itchy or not. Uh, but he spins to help his teammate Martin Truex Jr. make the playoffs. That huge ripple throughout the NASCAR community and everything on the news was considered actions detrimental to stock car racing. 2015 playoffs at Martinsville. Matt Kenseth, multiple laps down, puts race leader and dominator Joey Logano hard into the turn one wall. Upset about Kansas two weeks prior, Logano's championship hopes are done, and Matt Kenseth not only is set out for two races, but he's also accused of the horrible actions detrimental to stock car racing. And fast forwarding to the most recent, Darlington 2021, Kyle Busch hits a couple cones, almost a couple people, on the way to the garage after wrecking in turn two, gets fined $50,000. Scott Miller labels it a situation that could have been bad, quote unquote, and yes, was considered actions detrimental to stock car racing. So that's obviously only naming a few over the past decade or so. There were plenty more before that, like 2002, Kevin Harvick purposely spinning out Coy Gibbs during a truck race, getting parked the following day's race in the Cup Series. But there's also been a lot of no calls that I've noticed over the years. Like, let's say 2012, Phoenix, Jeff Gordon totally takes out Clint Boyer on purpose, wipes out Eric Almarola, Joey Logano in the process, leads to a huge fight on pit lane, and no call, nothing. And Gordon goes and wins the next race at Homestead. How is that any different than what Kyle Busch did to Ron Hornaday at Texas? Yeah, I know that one was under caution, I guess you could say, but still, that should have been at least a call. And we certainly can't forget 2015, Kevin Harvick, Talladega. Engine's done blowing up, but he's going to take out the whole field on a restart, so the race will end under caution, and he doesn't get eliminated from the playoffs. No call. Nothing wrong with that. I don't get it. So my whole point is I just think this action detrimental to stock car racing rule is just extremely broad, extremely vague, and used on just about anything that NASCAR doesn't like. Anyone that has strong opinions, strong beliefs, and likes to express them when they feel them, however they choose to, usually gets this actions detrimental rulebook label thrown at them. So that's really where the title, at least, for my podcast came from. I just feel like... I'm going to be doing a lot of venting and a lot of expressing myself on things that NASCAR might not want to hear. Luckily, they don't sign my paychecks. So there's a lot of things that will probably come up in future episodes on this show, just to give you guys a little heads up on things that sort of drive me nuts in NASCAR. Let's just see. Uh, let's start with the yellow line rule. Not a fan of that. It causes more controversy than it's worth. If you want a yellow line rule, keep it just at play in the corners. That's why they developed it. So no one's diving four wide into turn three. So why is it in effect off of turn two? I don't understand that. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, the playoffs. The whole idea. I don't mind the playoffs. I'm back and forth on it. But do I want one race deciding the full season championship? No. I don't believe that a full season's work should come down to one race that your team might not be great at compared to someone else. Uh, that's why a lot of these championships, if not all of them, since 2014 have felt, I don't know how to say it, but weird to me. Like Chase Elliott last year, he was not the best car all year. Not that you have to be to win the championship, but I just don't, it just doesn't sit right with me. And I've heard that a lot from other fans. There's also the next gen car starting next year. I don't really have a lot of hatred towards it or anything but i've heard a lot of negative things from the drivers 
And if it races anything like, let's say, the 550 package that, oh boy, let's, let's, just, let's just get into that one. Uh, the 550 package I am not a fan of. I don't care how exciting the restarts are. I care about the whole race. Uh, five laps after a restart, if, if a caution is the only thing that's going to save what's happening, then that's a problem. Uh, the 750 package obviously keeps the driver's talents on showcase, and that's how NASCAR should be. But again, this could be a whole other podcast if I was going to just get into that right now. Uh, we've got the TV packages, Fox, NBC. I'm honestly a much bigger fan of NBC than Fox. I think Fox is too playful. They don't take it seriously. Jeff Gordon, I love him, but he's just honestly not exciting to listen to in the booth. He's got a lot of knowledge, of course, but he's just not fun to listen to. Dale Jr., on the other hand, has a ton of knowledge and is just entertaining as hell to listen to. We got a car on the wall! Like, that never gets old for me. I don't know why that doesn't get old. It's extremely annoying when I say it, but when he says it, it's hilarious. Uh, Clint Boyer... Good guy and all, but he just he just plays to the fans. He plays to the TV. He's just... I don't know. I'm not a big fan, honestly. We got the new schedule for next year. Uh, there's a lot of changes in that, so I'm sure we'll get into that throughout the last part of this season. Street courses, possibilities in the future, not a fan of those. I think those are dumb. Watch an IndyCar race on a street course, and it's either a disaster or it's boring, in my opinion. Um, and then a lot of the stuff that NASCAR has really just messed up this year. If I had been running this podcast all year, I would have had a lot of stuff to talk about. And honestly, that's probably why I wanted to start it right now so bad, because who knows what's going to happen over the next six races. Uh, just for some examples, the curb incident at Indy. Oh my God. Shrapnel flying everywhere the lap before. They go the whole lap, no caution, and then they're all shocked why the whole field wrecks in the exact spot that all the debris was the following lap. I was screaming at the TV at that moment. The the rain in New Hampshire. Kyle Busch, the race leader. Martin Truex Jr. second. Both get wiped out, among others, because NASCAR doesn't throw the caution soon enough. There's so many examples of things that NASCAR has messed up this year that I honestly think they deserve the action's detrimental label on them. But no one's ever going to do that. Um, I just don't believe that drivers are allowed to have opinions anymore. And certainly some of them still do and give them. And I respect those drivers. I love those drivers. That's why I'm a huge Kyle Busch fan. I'm a huge Noah Gregson fan. But there's just so many vanilla drivers that just walk around like robots now because they know they're not allowed to say anything. So that's why when the whole Atlanta repave and new banking came up, the drivers were just like, I felt like they were at their wit's end. And that's why we, we heard a lot more opinions that weekend than we have since. And also due to NASCAR basically having tape on all the drivers' mouths, I feel like that's enabled fans like me to speak up even more. We're screaming on Twitter the things that the drivers probably want to say themselves, but they can't, and we can't. So I feel like that's why this podcast was born. This is a perfect place for me to vent because sometimes screaming things is a little bit more effective. It makes me feel better than typing them in all caps with exclamation points on Twitter. One segment I'm going to do each week that I think will be kind of fun is I'm going to pretend to be a NASCAR rep or a NASCAR official and I'm going to send someone to the hauler or I'm going to find somebody that I believe did something really stupid or really dangerous or really dumb and honestly it most likely will usually be a NASCAR official but no it could be a driver, it could be a crew member, it could be uh, a manager, anyone that I see that deserves to be called out that's what I'll be doing. 
So we're currently between the Bristol night race and the Las Vegas race in the playoffs as I record this. And obviously I didn't do an episode last week after Bristol, but for example, my penalty report from Bristol, my call to the hauler would go to Josh Jones, otherwise known as the white t-shirt guy in between Harvick and Chase Elliott at Bristol. The guy that's head so far up Harvick's ass, I don't know how he can breathe every week. Uh, he was standing there rolling his eyes, shaking his head, laughing while they're two arguing, having their own shit going on. And he's over there acting like it's all about him and playing off to the fans and just basically kissing Harvick's ass the whole time, like totally disagreeing with anything Chase says when it has nothing to do with Josh at all. So he's getting the penalty of action detrimental this week. I'll also be opening up my Twitter, BobDare18, to you guys, the listeners, my fans, I want to hear what you guys have to say, and I want to get some questions. I want you guys to ask me questions using the hashtag ActionsDetrimental, and I'll answer some of you guys' questions on the following week's show. So just to wrap this up, I want to let you guys know that I, I don't hate everything in NASCAR. I obviously follow it every week for 22 years because I enjoy it. And I will say that 2021 has been a really exciting year. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that, but... Think about it. 2021 has had so many first-time winners between Michael McDowell, A.J. Allmendinger, Christopher Bell, Eric Almarola. I know it wasn't his first win, but no one saw that coming. And it's I just think it's cool that Kyle Larson's out there showing that he's the strongest, but he ain't winning every single week. And with the way the playoffs work, there's no one handing him this championship just yet. Even if he is in the Final Four, there's no one handing him yet. And sure, I don't like that it comes down to that, but it does. So we'll see how it plays out. But I just feel like there's been a lot of memorable moments in this year. No matter how much we're all arguing and complaining on Twitter, look back and between Kyle Larson's flat tire on the last half of Pocono, the Indy road course, how much stuff was going on there with Briscoe and Denny and the curb incident. Uh, Again, the rain at New Hampshire. I know these are no calls and missed calls by NASCAR, but it still led to a lot of memorable moments. So I I guess I should be giving them credit for that. Um, so I just want to say that I don't hate everything that NASCAR does or everything that's going on. And I want to bring awareness to the fact that this actually has been a really exciting year. And we still got six races to go. So anyway, all in all, I just want to let you guys know that I just, I want what's best for the sport. I want NASCAR to succeed. I want it to keep going and, and seeing dumb calls all the time or missed calls just worries me. And it just builds up pent up frustration and it just I need somewhere to vent it so hopefully you guys can relate and have fun listening to this every week I just want what's best for the old school NASCAR fans like myself even though I'm only 30 I I don't know if I qualify as old school yet but but I also want what's best for the new school fans I realize that we have to appeal to new younger people and to continue this sport so Things can't always be the same. Like, would I scrap the playoffs? Yes. I miss having a full season championship run where they may come down to two or three guys, maybe even just one guy, but the best guy every year wins it. Yeah, I feel like that's the way it should be. But the new fans that come into the sport, they probably don't want that because we're used to it. We grew up with that. So I realize that we can't always have things the way they used to be. But all we can do is just give our opinions and keep supporting the sport, hoping it survives, hoping it continues on. And even if it's just me talking to you guys, you guys talking to me, and everybody just being on common ground about our beliefs, whether it changes anything or not, I think that'll help us. So, again, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll be dropping a new episode every Monday or Tuesday. 
after each cup race for the rest of the season. And depending on if you guys like it, if you guys want to hear more next year, I'll come back for the full season in 2022. So thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys next week. This was Actions Detrimental with Bob Dare. 